Hello and welcome to the Side Netting Podcast, the place where we talk all the latest news and goings on in the world of football, throw in a game or two and almost definitely go off on a tangent. I'm Connor Burke and I'm joined as always by my friend, my cousin, but most importantly my co-host Kieran Burke. Kieran! How are we getting on? Hello and good evening. You finally introduced yourself there. I think that could be a, a side net and pod exclusive, um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So that's a welcome. welcome we've, been, we've been on and we've been on and off with the names. We'll try and be consistent with making sure everyone is aware the other half of this pod. Uh, it's, more, it's more for my sake than you know, the old <laughs> age is creeping in. I nearly forget my own name, so you know I need the reminder. But yeah, not been a bad week as it's sort of approaching we've we've entered into october now the winter months are coming bit of a cold and a, the nights are drawing in yeah the oh, chill is in the air you got me looking over my shoulder there but <laughs> had me worried but uh yeah bit of a cold bit of a cough but nothing i'm alive and kicking as a wise man once said so well, i'm still that. i'm still here so it's the we'll least i can it. ask well after the the opening of last week's, so I wasn't sure if you were going to be here. There was, <laughs> it was almost a cry of help last week, so I'm glad that that was avoided and you're back and you're raring to go and you're just a little bit bunged up. Yeah, well, I'm here for another week at least. We'll so, take, you know. I'll take every week I can get. We'll take that, we'll take that. How have you been yourself? Yeah, all good, all ticking along. Champions League during the week, we fortunately are a more Premier League focused podcast, so we don't have to dwell on that, yeah. but... Thank God for that. Up the Geordies, though. Oh, unbelievable. The the way that just just kept going. It's like there were one, then suddenly two, three, and you thought, mate, or could PSG come back into it? And they wrote them off completely. It's a, an unbelievable night for the Geordies. So we'll I, I give nearly them had that. a heart attack. I was at football training, <laughs> and I came back and checked the score, and they were 3-0 up. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. I was watching it, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, unreal. Fair play to them. Away, yeah. lads. But as I say, we are not a Champions League podcast, we are a Premier League podcast. So what we'll do is we'll get straight into our previews and predictions for this weekend. We'll start off, Kieran, with one of the most talked about teams of the week, Luton, and they are playing Tottenham. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've gone... Well, I was tempted here to follow in oh, the I'll be very disappointed if you have 5-0. But you know what? Because it was Spurs, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I think any other team, when Luton are at home, I will be putting 5-0 every week to try and speak it into into existence. But I've gone 2-0 Spurs this week. I've gone a little bit more, reining it in a little bit more as it's Spurs. We don't want to see them winning 5-0. But I do think they'll be too strong to Luton. So, um, yeah, 2-0 Spurs. Yeah, as, we saw, as it feels like we say every week, when a team is playing Luton... It is the perfect game for Spurs just to sort of calm back down after that mad game against Liverpool and sort of mad in the nature of the game, mad in the nature of decision. No, sort of every man, woman, child and animal has been speaking about the VAR decisions from that game, Kears. But we'll dwell on it quickly. Like, not just what do you think of the decisions, because I think they speak for themselves, but what do you think of the reaction of... Klopp pushing that ask for a replay rather than what Liverpool seem to be doing and asking more for very clear changes in the format. Do you think that sort of does disservice to the conversation on VAR? Sort of, what's your opinion on the general VARness of the last week? Well, 
just just to start off with, I definitely needed to watch it back because we weren't in the best state the first <laughs> the first time I saw it after uh, attending a bottomless brunch. Professional so, uh, football podcast. <laughs> it's safe to say um, it, it was a bit blurred the first time I saw it. He could have been five <laughs> yards on the side. He could have been on his own goal line. So <laughs> to be honest, didn't see it great the first time, but I have seen it back. You since. did think it was um, strange that Diaz was running alongside Diaz during that goal. It was... I thought Alisson was up top for a minute. I didn't know what was going on. But I've, I've regained consciousness since. And um, yeah, bit of a mad bit of a mad one. I think it's just the refereeing standards. It goes back to a conversation we've had on the pod before about just the dire quality yeah. of refereeing in England. I think that's what it comes down to. I think once it's done, all the talk of a replay is just a load of noise, really. It's not going to happen, um, nor should it, really. The game's done now. I know it was unjust, but you've seen it before. We had away at Brentford last year, where in, in I think, January, where they've just, just forgot to draw the lines and we should have won that game 1-0. So it does happen. It's shit when it happens, especially if it's against your own team. But... Ultimately, it is done now. It it is what it is. The referees aren't good enough. Um, it's completely fair to say that, and I completely understand and is justified the the reaction because every point counts in the Premier League, and it's yeah. it's a big it's a big game. Obviously, Liverpool have now lost a game in the Prem. They would have been unbeaten otherwise Liverpool so obviously getting the man sent off well two men sent off what did you think of the Curtis Jones one I don't think it was I think when you when you watch it in real time it's not but if you look at that freeze frame you've got like he they had no choice but to send him off I just think if you if you watch football no football that can't be a red card for me I I don't really get that one Um, I think it's it is like it's like you, they do the freeze frame, but it is where it is the unfortunate thing of that's where his foot's ended up. I think, yeah, just based on how the foot's gone in, studs up. Unfortunately, it's gone over the ball, and that's why it's ended up in that position. Yeah, I'm but, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure myself. I can sort of, I'm definitely not as feverant as some people on it being a red or not being a red. I'm sort of yeah. on the fence really because I can understand it. Um. But I can also understand people saying like he slipped, he's gone over the ball, he's got the ball first. But you can also see where that foot's ended up. It's a a tricky middle ground. That one I don't think is as controversial as some people are oh, making yeah. up. Yeah, definitely not. And whilst I'm bashing the refs, I think once he's he's been shown that freeze frame, he's got no choice. You can yeah. see why it's been given, as you said. For me, I don't think it was a red, but you know, once once you go in like that, obviously it was accidental. But yeah. you do run the risk. But yeah, back to the back to the goal very quickly and sort of the talk of replays and obviously there shouldn't be a replay. That's not the precedent that sets is insane. It yeah. just can't. It's something that just cannot be done. But also, as like a wider football community, fans, managers, players, you also can't just sit there and accept an apology when yeah. this is the twelfth apology I think that's been given, thirteenth <laughs> apology that's been given. Like uh... that's not good enough. So on. You can't just sit back and let it go now. Things have to change, but a replay is not a solution. And that's sort of Liverpool at the start of the week said, yeah, we're not asking for a replay. And then Klopp sort of totally shot them in the foot by coming up and saying, yeah, yeah, it should be replayed. Like, (laughs) who does that help? But something needs to happen. Something needs to change because 
it's not, and people say, oh, well, it's, it's not VAR. It's the human error that's still there because of how poor the refereeing is. Like, yeah. that situation on Saturday is solved very quickly by somebody saying to the other, the call on the field is offside. Okay, we have decided it is onside. Like, the second that is said, it's solved. Like, you, you're listening in the audio. Yeah. And it all oh, just embarrassing. Oh. Why not clarify though? I don't get this whole yeah. sticking with the on-field decision. Yeah. Say what you you're talking about. Say it's a goal or not a goal, and that clears up any confusion. You know, it's it's like this, like deliberately trying to overcomplicate things. Oh, we're yeah, we're happy to go with the on-field decision. Then then there's a confusion of yeah. what have they given? Just say whether he's offside, whether he's not, whether it's a goal, whether it's that's, not. I just that's think exactly it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's just a complete shambles. And he's so clearly the the lead for Darren England, the lead VAR. He's so clearly trying to speed up because there's been this big thing, hasn't there, recently of trying to speed up the VAR. And he's yeah. almost thinking more about how quick he is, yeah, than actually trying to say the decision because yeah. it's such a cut and dry call as well. That that adds to it. Whereas like, oh yep, cool, obviously onside. Not only a fool is going to have put his flag up. Little does he know a fool has put his flag up because that's yeah. the other thing as well is people are saying oh this shows that VAR should be in use if VAR weren't in use that goal wouldn't have been given yeah yeah it's very true it's not because VAR it's the problem no. is it it's, the, it's a it's shocking flag at the start of this anyway and that sort of being missed is how poor the offside call is to begin with <laughs> yeah yeah the lino's got away with one to be fair it really but... has but there you go. Back to Spurs anyway. Yeah. What, what are you going for? Spurs, so Luton. So I've gone 3-0 Spurs. I can't see anything outside of a Spurs win. Luton have got their first win, but then it went straight into a loss against Burnley in the week. Um, the only thing that's on Luton's side is that it's a lunchtime kickoff. That's the only... That's the the only danger positive. of the early kickoff. The danger of the early kickoff is all that Luton has to possibly save them. There's nothing football-based that will save them, I, I don't think. Um, I can see Spurs winning. They'll go top for Saturday. Oof. Yeah, not a, <laughs> not a nice thought. thought, but I just can't see anything outside of that, really. But we'll, we'll, we'll straight on, won't dwell on that game too much anymore, to the other team in that VAR shambles last week. Liverpool, who are away to Brighton on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I see them bouncing back. I do think... Despite going down to nine, I think they were good for large parts yeah. of that game. Uh, they defended well. Very unfortunate in the end, obviously. Matip's just whacked it in his own net. But um, Alisson was unreal as well, so shout out to Alisson. But I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. Um, Brighton, they just... I don't know what it is at the moment. They're just not quite consistent at the moment. Obviously, they got thumped last Saturday 6-1 away at Villa. I think that's going to have a little bit of a knock-on effect. Um, Brighton have been such a confidence team, yeah. just on a roller coaster, really, getting results, sort of not looking like slowing down at any point. And then they've had a few ups and downs this season. Um, still still doing well, still sat sixth, picked up 15 points. So, you know what I mean? They're still They're still well up there. But I just think the little knock-on that will have, obviously they've got the the match as well in Europe this week as well, which we know ourselves from playing Thursdays, it does have a bit of a knock-on 
on the weekend game as well. It does tend to. So a few tired legs playing against Liverpool is probably the last game that they'll want um, to be playing. Obviously, Liverpool themselves are are playing as well in Europe on the Thursday, but I just think Liverpool will have too much for them. And I think Liverpool will be going out with a point to prove as well. So I've gone 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, it's two teams that are looking to bounce back from very different games. Um, Brighton, a similar conversation that we were having again about Sheffield United last week is how do they, how do you react when you lose in the manner that they lost? Yeah, and Liverpool is probably not the team they'd be wanting to face coming off that a, a wounded Liverpool at that as well. No, no Jota obviously for Liverpool. No Curtis Jones after both of their sending offs, but I don't think that will bother them too much. Um, I've got three-one Liverpool as well. I just think I don't think they're going to bowl Brighton away or anything. I think Brighton, are, Brighton, and Brighton at home especially. Yeah, strong team are going to go out with a point to prove after that complete and utter collapse last week. So yeah, three-one Liverpool for me there. Anything yeah. you want to add on on the game before we move on? No, I think yeah, I can't really see anything outside of a Liverpool win. As you say, I don't think it will be completely comfortable, but I do think they'll. They'll have a point to prove. Yeah, 100%. Next up, we have Everton and Bournemouth. Yeah, interesting one here. Interesting one. Um, Everton, as much as we've bashed them on this pod, obviously they had a a very good result against Brentford. Well, you say as much as we bashed them. They just lost to Luton, (laughs) Kiss. I know. That's what I was about to go on to. Um, So, had a very good result at Brentford. Looked like they're kind of... You know, front foot, positive, got a game at home to Luton, and then they go and lose 2-1. So, um, it, it's it's one of those. I, I do still think they're poor. I do still think they're going to go down. Um, I've gone 2-1 Bournemouth win. Bournemouth, a team that have really struggled this season. Um, obviously, we beat them very comfortably last Saturday, which was, was good for us. A nice stress-free game for once, um, watching Arsenal. So, that's always a, a win. But yeah, Bournemouth sat in 19th at the minute. Obviously, Burnley getting that win in the week has pushed Bournemouth down into 19th. Um, If we go back to the start of the season, I do believe (laughs) I predicted a certain manager to get sacked first, which looks like it could be heading in that direction. I'm not Um, so sure. I'm not so sure. So we will see what happens. But obviously, it's not been an an ideal start for him coming in. I still think they've got a good squad. I do. I don't think they're in any real danger of going down. It's still very early days. With a team like Bournemouth, I think they've got the quality there that if they start picking up a couple of results, they'll they'll end up safe enough. They've got a few good players in that squad, but struggling at the minute. I think game at Everton probably one that they'd they'd be happy with to to try and pick up some points this weekend. So. Not not necessarily an easy game. Everton always one of those kind of quite cagey teams that never seem to lose by a lot, but they just lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've got I've gone two one Bournemouth, but I don't think it will be plain sailing at all. I think they'll kind of cagey game yeah. and they'll scrape a scrape a two one. What about yourself? Yeah, well, I've gone for the same score again. Another. Oh, you must have seen my notes this week. <laughs> You've been hacked, pal. Yeah, another oh, another two one Everton. The only points they've picked up so far this season has been away from home. They're at home in this game. So that's that's another one another one for me. Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth have had a very, very tricky start. 
and they're now yeah. going on to quite a nice run. You look at the games they've played so far this season. West Ham, Liverpool, Spurs, Brentford, Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal. Yeah. That's a, like, that That's is rough. not a nice run. That's rough. And now they roll in their next three games are Everton, Wolves and Burnley. So they're going to yeah. be looking at picking up points from those games. And I think they'll start this weekend. I don't think the manager, based on that start especially, I don't think the manager is in too much danger just yet. So don't don't be getting your prediction hopes up. Just Getting excited. <laughs> just too, too soon. But I can see this starting a nice little run for Bournemouth before they play Man City on the 4th of November. But they've got a run of three games where they can really pick up some points before they get absolutely humiliated in that one. Would you say must win for Bournemouth this weekend based on, obviously, 100%. they've got a few winnable games now? Yeah, 100%. They've got to go through through these next next three games. You'd be looking at a bare minimum of seven points. They would... Yeah. Like, not losing in these games is very important. When you look at the start they've had, they've sort of had seven excuses, really, with, yeah. with those seven games. Um, and then going into these next three, those excuses run out. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, it's definitely a big a big one for Bournemouth there that they need to be winning. And just for Everton in general, they're going to be at home. The old Everton, Goodison Park, Boo Boys are going to be out and prepared. <laughs> they ha- they the, thing with Everton, the funny thing with Everton is they'll go out and have a game and think, oh, Everton aren't nearly as bad as they thought they were. And then they'll play the next week and they'll lose to Luton. And you're like, oh, yeah. no, no, I was, I was right. I was so right. inconsistent. It's yeah. unbelievable. Well, I t- I, yeah, I don't even know if it's inconsistent because their good games seem to pepper in. It'll be like three, four poor games. A good game to remind you that they're still a football club. And then... But their good game will always be against the likes of your Arsenals where they'll, they'll just pick up a result. I, I think... I, I think I remember them drawing against Man City a couple of years ago. That was, I think that we were was in Newcastle a, at the time. They um, um, they drew with Man City on New Year's. I was in Australia, so I actually can't remember what way around it was. But I think it was New Year's Eve that they drew with Man City. Oh, okay. Just gone. I think I was it was. Of. Yeah, I think it was New Year's Eve, but based on the time zone, frazzled my brain. So it may have yeah. been New Year's Day, but I think they do have a result in them against against the big boys, though. Yeah, but then they just the... shit in the majority of their other yeah, games. Yeah, well, the team they they beat was was Brentford. Yeah. So not a not an easy team to beat. Also not an easy team to lose to at the minute. They they like a nice a nice the clean draw. draw the yeah, the Kieran Burke draw special. But disappointed Brentford aren't in our predictions this week. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason for that. That's the one that cannot fail. <laughs> my weekly banker's out with a one all or two all. But it's all right. We move. We move. Yeah, we'll move into the next one. We have West Ham and Newcastle. Another 2pm Sunday game for you there, Kiz. I've, I'm going 2-1 West Ham, which could be a bit of a surprise <laughs> um, based on the result last night. Guess what night. my score is? You've not gone 2-1 as well, have you? I've gone 2-1 as well. So we may as well scrap the pod at this point and just choose the other five games because uh, oh. no one's getting any points this week. Um I'm I'm convinced you've hacked me just to try well, and not fall to be any fair, further behind. Actually, I'll say this now. You keep saying I've hacked you. We do have a shared Google sheet that I think my predictions are actually entered into at the moment. So if anyone's been ha- been hacked or been spied on, <laughs> I don't think you want to be firing those accusations around, sir. I can confirm I've not been into that sheet for a good few months. <laughs> I'm, so, well uh, <laughs> so I'm well aware. I'm well aware. You won't see me in there. 
professional oh, podcaster Kieran John. <laughs> the contributions, unbelievable. I'm here for vibes. I'm here for vibes. That's all that matters. Um, but you yeah, are, you are our Nuno Tavares. Ah, uh, do you know what? <laughs> Slight tangent here, as as always, promised every week. Advocate. I was thinking about vibes players. Um, after I saw a video of Abue doing a kind of oh, good luck video to talking Arsenal. Talking of vibes players, and I just thought. He is the most vibes Arsenal player I think we've ever had. I, like I was just thinking, like trying to scroll through my brain of vibes players, and obviously Tavares, a player we've said is nothing but vibes in recent years because he just kind of bombs forward whenever he was playing for us, with no kind of thought oh. given to the defensive side when he's a left. Not an Forest fans know exactly what we're talking about. Though. Yeah. So, but I think Abue goes down as our most vibes player. I of, think of I can remember anyway. The- the vibes Arsenal five. I can't quite think of a goalkeeper off the top of my head. Maybe Layman. Layman was a was a mad yeah. vibes player. And then yeah. you've got Frimpong, Sinogo, oh. Ibue, <laughs> Tavares. <laughs> that's your team. that's your five. What a team! Oh my god, I'd pay good money to see that. Oh. Like Arsenal banterer and Arsenal vibes are quite heavily heavily interlinked. But what a selection! Do you remember that video of Ibue where he like hops onto the pitch and then just pelts a ball about 20 <laughs> yards. Uh, my, I think my favourite one is, I believe he's playing for the Ivory Coast and they're playing South Korea, I think. And he stood by the manager giving his player instructions, oh. pretending he understands every word of what's being said. <laughs> oh, what a man. I love that man. Oh, a classic. But a Bue aside, kids. A Bue aside. Uh, West Ham 2-1. Yeah, West Ham 2-1. I think Newcastle might have a bit of a hangover from last night. Um, not in literal terms, but well, a bit of a... The, well, Alan Shearer definitely does by the looks of it. But I think just the highs and emotion of that game. First Champions League game at St. James's Park for, I think, 20 years-ish. Um, yeah. So just the whole emotion around that, the effort the players put into that game... Unbelievable scenes, the high press. I think it's bound to take its toll a bit. Um, and West Ham obviously have have looked very good so far this season. Tough team to beat, particularly at home. So I f- can see West Ham win. I can see West Ham two one. I I did nearly go one all, but I just think West Ham will edge it. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. That's for certain. But I agree with you. I think the the antics of last night will probably be the difference. And when you have a game like that. It's very difficult to come down so quickly. I think Newcastle fans probably know exactly what I'm talking about on Thursday as we're recording. But Newcastle on on quite a decent run, run of games. Um, Obviously, they had that massive win against Sheffield United. And then they beat City in the Cup. They beat Burnley last weekend. And then obviously PSG last night on a nice little run. West Ham have been all right. Where they faltered has been... Against your Liverpool, your Man City, obviously their two losses this season. I think Newcastle fall under a sort of more middle ground team. I think Man West Ham will be able to go against. I think, as you say, their kids draw wouldn't shock me. I just I don't think Newcastle are going to win this one. I think West Ham at home they'll take the three points for me. Two one. Speaking of the Newcastle come down, they do have twenty four seven Greg. So I'm oh, sure they're not don't for a Newcastle don't remind team. me. God, <laughs> God bless. The 24-hour Greggs. And to be fair, based on... I don't know if you saw the, any clips from the CBS Sport Champions League show. I but did. you never know who's going to be behind the counter there. Kate Abdo. Yeah. 
Kate Abdo might be there. Get get me over there immediately. The next I'll, Kate I'll Abdo is working in Greg's as we speak. TV scouts around <laughs> the country will be get to Greg's, to Greg's immediately. <laughs> get yourself down there. Anthony Alanga, get your head up in Greg's immediately. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'd be heading there as we speak. I hope so. Big love to Anthony Alanga and bigger love to Greg's. We are always looking for sponsors. We are. We, we're desperately looking for sponsors, Greg's. Desperately, desperately. It's not a minute that passes my brain without thinking about the next sponsor that we can find, and whether that's a steak bake or a Big Mac, I'm open. Oh, he's shooting for Donald's now. He's not. Well, you know, aim high, dream big, dream big, little soldier. Dream big, land low. So next next game the, the last that's the that is the motto for this podcast oh, dream big land low new strap line get it yeah. get it out there immediately oh that's the merch hello okay we're there last game on the list here kids we have wolves and aston villa the other sunday 2 p.m from all those european teams there that are landed well, on sunday afternoon speaking of dream big wolves beating man city oh I will love wolves until the day I perish from the earth. Um, what what a team! And in the words of Pep, the Korean guy, the Korean what a man guy. Hwang Hee Chan is. Big shout out to to Hwang Hee Chan. He provided me with a day and evening full of joy on Saturday after they beat Man City. So I'm sure that uh, bit of joy will be crushed. On Sunday, when Arsenal play City, they dreamt big. They're about to land low. <laughs> We're going to land seriously low, but you know, let's stay a bit optimistic. We might only lose four oh, nil. Um, back to Wolves. Um, despite that big win last week, obviously Villa with an even bigger win. I'm going three one to Villa. I think as good as Wolves looked, I think being a, playing against a team that purely dominates the ball and just trying to counter them. Probably suited them last week for City. Obviously, still to get results, amazing. I just think Villa, slightly different play style. I just think they'll try and get in behind them a bit more. And I think I can just see a Villa win. They, they looked so good last weekend. Um, yeah. Watkins on fire. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that briefly in the FPL section. It's all gone downhill for uh, the both of us. Um, but I'm we'll say it's that. incredibly brief. But not having Watkins oh. has uh, shot us in the foot. There not having, not having mo- many players shot us in the yeah. foot last weekend. So but sad we'll times. But we'll yeah, to back to, yeah, back to Villa. I I just see them winning that one again. I'm going three one Villa. Yeah, well, I'm going three to Aston Villa, and Ooh. two Oi. to all. So a real bloody what a weekend of predictions this is. This is rolling into <laughs> gone rogue. Oh. Uh, well, I think this is the exact opposite of going rogue, to be fair, kids. We predicted but the same outcome in every single game. That we did. It's gonna be down to it's gonna be down to scores to decide a winner this weekend. But yeah, I've gone three two Villa, a lot of the same reasons as you. Both off very big wins last weekend. But Aston Villa are the more consistent team. Like there's a reason why that was such a surprise for Wolves, because they've been pretty abject across the season so far, and Villa have been they're on a run now of three in a row, beating Chelsea and uh, Brighton in that run. I think it's a clear Aston Villa win there for me. 3-2. Sat in fifth as well, so doing yeah. good stuff. 
and Wolves down in 15th. So that's the that's the difference there in the table. But before we go on to FPL Kiers, there's five other games in the Premier League this weekend. We won't touch on each one of those that aren't predictors, but any any that sort of catch your eye that you want to make any points on, aside well, from the obvious? Arsenal City's the big one, isn't it? Um, yeah, we'll go with that. Arsenal City... It's, we need to prove ourselves against Man City. We've been waiting for so long. Just, just don't lose, boys, please. And if we, if we're without Saka, my hopes go from slim to none. If I'm being completely honest, um, I think just touching briefly on the Champions League, saw how little we offered going forward once Saka went off. Oh. Not having a player either wing. To be fair, when you're behind. playing Fabio Vieira on the right wing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make for great watching, but I think not having Martinelli and Saka is a massive loss. Like, the threat they have both going inside and down the line it m- it makes us quite unpredictable, and once we don't have that, we became very predictable um, yep. in the week. So, prayers that Saka starts, and we might have a slim chance. But yeah, I know yeah. Arteta is a massive compulsive liar, but it doesn't look it doesn't look great from the reports that are going out today of him being in the squad let alone starting so we'll see what happens hopefully hopefully the prayers got up there and we're helped out but I don't think Saka starting is too much of a, a likelihood at this point but outside of Saka you like I think Saka's probably included it just doesn't feel like we've hit much of a stride no outside of maybe the Bournemouth game was the start of it in the league I'm not sure but before that game it just didn't feel like we'd we'd caught ourselves yet we were still and I guess that's that's not always a bad thing especially when you haven't lost yet and you still haven't caught your stride I can also catch you up like it did with Tottenham last year if you remember they had a really good start to the year and then it just went off the rails there's always a danger of that that's the thing if you can pick it up like City aren't exactly a team that uh I said this lot in fact Let's have a little victory lap for me. I said in the podcast last week how I felt like City were going to go on a little downward trajectory. You did, although one loss, I, I don't think we can class that as a downward trajectory. Well, it's just a start. It's a start. When the massive kids. gun, when the massive gun beat him on Sunday, and then we'll... one second talking of victory laps. So City a downward trajectory. What else did I say, kids, regarding Man City? You'd have to jog my memory. What did I say? The, what did I say? The score was going to be in this game six 0 incoming, lads. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Can we just clarify 6-0 Arsenal, please, for the love of God? 6 nils happening, lads. 6 nils happening. <laughs> it's happening either way. Oh, God. If we yeah. lose 6-0 now, it's going to be horrible <laughs> to listen back to this. The, the pod's over. Oh, oh, God. I'll have to be dragging you back in here, kicking and screaming. but oh, I will I, not be returning. I don't know how positive I am, but fuck it. We're going to win. I'm... Slightly excited, but more nervous, I think, for Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, I hate saying this because it sounds temper, but a draw would be a big result. Oh, I'd take a draw all day long, and I've got no shame in saying that. Getting a league result against City, even though it's at home, just yeah. getting a league result against City would be massive for yeah, us. Yeah, it's usually reserved for really big teams like Wolves. Oh, yeah, the massive <laughs> Wolverhampton. Yeah, so that'll be a close one. That ends the weekend, and then we go into the joyous international break following that but any other games kids Burnley Chelsea Fulham Sheffield United United Brentford Palace Forest and the other games anything there you want to touch on or move straight on to the FPL nothing jumps out to be honest United will be interesting to see if they lose again would be funny but a tricky yeah. a tricky run for them at the moment obviously lost to Galatasaray alongside 
losing yeah. to Palace. But they could have won a bounce back, major. but yeah, um, they got Brentford. Draw, draw. Yeah, draw. One <laughs> Draw. Done. The banker. The one that would never fail. Talking of failing, though, kids. Let's get into the oh. FPL. What so, a fall from grace. Oh. We've been gloating every week how we're top oh, two in our mini league. God. Absolute disaster. I'll, I'll hand over to you for this bit. I'm just hanging my head in shame for the next couple of minutes. For myself, 32 points. That's not good enough. An average of 49. 32 points. I am ashamed. It was a terrible week. I was, I was going to say saved, but saved isn't the right word. I was salvaged by a Saliba clean sheet, De Sassi clean sheet, a nine for Saka. Other than that, just looking at that team. Horrible. Eight horrible, on the bench horrible, for Douglas Louise, six on the bench for Eze. But on the pitch, an absolute dreadful time from me, as you say. You weren't too far away in terms of the shit show stakes. Yeah, 38 points for me. We are now sat third and fourth, oh. respectively, which is absolutely disgraceful. Um, there was 80s in our league, wasn't there, from from competitors? I was touching top 100,000 about God. two weeks ago. God's I'm now God. sat in 737,000. Um, no, hold up. That was the Sky Sports League. I'm sat... <laughs> <laughs> Nearly two millionth overall. Fucking hell. Oh. I'm sat 1.9 millionth overall. At least you're in the top. Oh. At least you're in the top three and a half mil. Oh, I'm, brilliant. I'm just under 3.5 mil, mate. <laughs> it's a disgrace. Oh. It really is. It was going so well. Um, mad what one bad week in FPL can oh, do for you. It can completely trip you up. 96 was the, the top point scorer in our league there last From week, fourth yes. to top in one week is a massive achievement there, so fair play. He did have Colwell, Zinchenko, Gahey, Cash, Odegaard, Bowen and Watkins on 23. Crazy. Crazy. Only player that blanked was Foden. That's, that's pure madness. But rescuing kids, what is your rescue plan for this week? Well... I don't know if I can bring myself to select my team. I've got orange <laughs> orange arrows everywhere. Oh. Um, Botman I brought in and has been injured since. Um, it's just, it's not looking good in all honesty. Um, not looking good, Brent. Obviously, Arsenal play City, so the usual Highland captain, I feel... I'd feel wrong to play him captain. I don't have any real major no one, options, it, though. Yeah. Um, He's, and he'll score. Whether he win or lose, he'll probably yeah. score against us. It's the old Kane debate, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's, there's decisions to be made. I've got to go to go to the drawing board, I think, and uh, have a long, hard look at myself yeah. and try and pluck something out of thin air. But to be honest, at the moment, I, I really don't know with FPL. It's, uh, it's knocked me for six the last game, which week so it's gonna have to have a rethink You're still reeling still still fuming yeah I, i've had a little look at my team i've made some decisions i have in the goalkeeper stakes i've brought my sub in i have matt turner super matt turner i thought you were gonna say matt macy then <laughs> oh i wish super matt turner in goal over edison because no matter the result I feel like we'll score this weekend. I don't know if that's cursing us before we've even started, but I, I've got Matt Turner in for that reason. I think 
He's more likely to keep a clean sheet against Palace, which I don't think is likely to be fair, than Edison keeping a clean sheet against New- against us. I took out Eze for a transfer. It was between Bowen and Madison. I brought in Madison, um, subbed in Romero into my defence, both against Luton. So you've got a plan. You've got a plan in place. You've got whether, one step further. Than yeah. You. Whether it, whether that plan will work and come in, or whether it will be another crash and burn, I'm not so sure. But there's a plan at least. Douglas Louise in off the bench. Plan. I've benched Saka because yeah. I don't I, feel I'm, like he's going to play. I'm in trouble. I've got four orange arrows in my oh. starting lineup and one red arrow on the bench, so it's really not looking good to be is honest. Is your red arrow a stupid yet? It is, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's gonna He's be. He's out a for a month. Yeah, bloody hell. I've I've just he may be the next one to go, but the minute I've decided to keep him as like a third sub there, whether that'll change or not, that'll that'll come to my my transfer strategy. If I use a wild card before then, it might change. But we'll see. I might have to debate the wild card this week, to be honest. Well, a few people have. A few people have burnt their wild card. Obviously, you you only have until the end of December, but I'd probably give it another couple of weeks myself. Maybe maybe around the next international break at the beginning of November, I might might hold out till then. But we'll see, because if we have another poor week, then I might have no choice during this international break. I'm not so sure. Any other FPL thoughts there, Kiz? Let's just pray for a better week. And Prayer circle. Hands together, get, everybody. To get Let's... back to where I belong at the top is my goal for the, for this week. Although I'm not sure how viable it's going to be with all the injuries. I'll probably have seven players that, that are starting. But we'll see what happens. I just want to get the average. I think the last two weeks <laughs> I've been well below the average. I'm just I'm just Ain't aiming high. for average this week. I'm a, <laughs> dream, dream middle. Big. Dream middle. <laughs> and lower. <laughs> 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 oh, God. oh dear well hopefully everyone else has, a, has better thoughts in a week on FPL but we'll discuss that next week on our international break podcast up next we have a little game of sudden death okay so up next we have a return of sudden death so the game of sudden death works very simply we have a load of categories that myself and Kieran have selected on a wheel we're going to spin that wheel and it will come with us to a category, myself and Kieran, and then go back and forth on that category. And when the one person gets an answer wrong, pauses, takes too long, hesitates, or any of those kind of things, they get called out by the other person, then the opposition will win the point for that round. It is best two out of three. And Kieran, this will be another point on the road to Christmas. So at oh, Christmas... Oh. Myself and Kieran will be having a wonderful little drinks episode to celebrate the festive time and year. And in that episode, one of the losers or the loser will have to do a drinks-based forfeit set by the winner. Kieran won nil up after he defeated me in my quiz the other week. So I'm looking to get back in action. Better buck your ideas up or you're getting a dirty pint of Baileys coming your way. I will need to get my points back in order. So let's spin the wheel and the first category. So the categories we have on the board, we have World Cup semi-finalists since 2002. We have current French internationals with at least one cap. We have current Premier League managers. We have FA Cup winners. We have players beginning with the letter P. That's first name or surname. And we have football teams outside of Europe. Kieran, any categories Ooh. that tickle your fancy there? 
Well, it's my first time hearing your your categories there, so it's gonna it might be a bit of a struggle pulling some answers together. Just to clarify, World Cup semi finalists, are we talking players or teams? Teams. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not too sure <laughs> this week. It, it's looking tough, so we'll have to give it a go. See what we get. No preference. No. Pre- so that was a really long way of saying no. Yeah, that was a long-winded way. You know, fill a bit of time out. Pad it it out. (laughs) Bit of stat padding. (laughs) Okay, let's spin the wheel. Kieran can see the wheel spinning. Oh, there's a bit of sound to this one. Kieran can see the wheel there, so there's no cheating going on. I wish there was, because it's just landed on. Current French internationals. Oh, they're delighted about it. They're cheering. A little round of applause as well. Thank Thank you very much. Current French internationals. With at least one cat. Kieran, you're currently in the lead of El Road to Christmas. This was also your category, so I'll let you go first. There's oh, only one man to start with. One one quick one before we do start, Kiz. So just to confirm, yes. these are they don't necessarily have to still be called up to the French team, they just have to no. be currently playing football. Yeah, they've still they can't be retired, okay. but they don't still have to be in the French squads basically. So as long as they're still playing and they've had one appearance for France senior team, yep. um, then they they uh, count. Okay, fantastic. Let's start us off. I will start with Olivier Giroud. I knew that was coming. Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> Paul Pogba. Kareem Benzema. Ingolo Kante. Hugo Lloris. Willow Saliba. Oh, lovely. Oh, my God. Oh. There's so many French people. <laughs> oh, no. He's flapping. Is that time? Oh, my I think that God. Might be time. There's so many French. How can I not think of any French people? Oh, my God. It's the God. beauty of sudden death, pal. It does, it does strange things to It does strange things to him. I've just... Oh. Every single French man <laughs> to ever have played the game of football oh. has left my head. I am fuming. You should have just belted oh. a rendition of that. What was that that song after they won the World Cup? Engolo, Engolo. But we've already said Kante Kante. <laughs> we have, but I'm sure they listed pretty much the whole <laughs> squad in there. I think they had Kim Pembe, Kim Pembe, oh. and they could have had him. <laughs> <laughs> could have, could have, could have, uh, if you sung it as well, I would have given you the win straight I, off. Uh, I've just, I thought of Griezmann there as well. That's an obvious oh, one. Stinker. Oh. It happens. It happens. It's the the beauty of the sudden death. Oh, I'm, I've got a got a claw claw back the points now. That is an absolute disaster. Back okay. Battle. Best of three. Let's get back into it. Let's spin the wheel and let's see if the crowd are happy with this selection as well, kids. As the wheel goes round, a lot of categories, and we are landing on. Ooh, okay. They are. They love that one. They love it. They're happy again. FA Cup winners. Okay. Okay. Are you going to start start us off on this one? I'll start us off. Arsenal. Man City. Chelsea. Man United. Liverpool. Wigan. Tottenham. Tottenham, I don't know. Yeah. It's, that's the with the FA Cup. It's a long, a long ranging it's competition. It's a long, old competition. Um, oh, fucking hell. I'm flapping. Oh, oh. West Ham? Pause. I'd sure ima- this has to, it has to be a yes, but yeah. 64, 75, and 80. Okay. Okay, Everton. Leicester. Oh. 
Chelsea, or have they been said? Said Chelsea. Oh, this has been an absolute <laughs> car crash. <laughs> I'm glad you done that because I had nothing left. It was it's like so- Ian Bill. Oh, the thing is, I could have gone. I could have delved back into the 70s or 80s era. I could have gone Forest, Derby, Leeds. Of course, yeah. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking kind of historically I, decent teams. Yeah, I just, I just melted. I just melted. And with that, I believe oh. I take another step closer to dishing you out with a dirty pint of Bailey's. You do indeed. That's a that's a week to forget for me. That kids. That's a. <laughs> Oh, a bit of a stinker. Do do we go for the last category just for the the love of the game, or do you want to just uh just hang your head in shame at that? I'll that try and I'll try and redeem. I'll try and redeem a little bit of a little bit of redemption. There. A little bit of redemption there. Get my get my redeemer in. We spin around. Okay, kids. It is players beginning with P. Okay, you can start us off. I'll go with Paul Pogba. Double P. Oh, Pires. Oh, Pascal Segan. Oh, lovely. Scott Parker. Emmanuel Petit. Peter Crouch. Oh, fucking hell, what have I come back? Prescal Kimpembe. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> Peter Odemwingi. Oh, I heard he's still waiting in his car for a transfer. Um, Paul Robinson. Pele. Oi, what a player. Um, Paul Koncheski. Oh, Paul Dickov. You what? <laughs> <laughs> you pulled his what off? <laughs> Got to buy me dinner um, first. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking here. This isn't going well for me. Um, Paul Scholes. Oh, Paolo Di Canio. Papa Booba Diop. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show. Graziano Pele, who used to play for Southampton. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Oh. Ray Parler. Kevin Prince Boateng. Didn't he have a brother? I can't remember his brother's name. Anyway. Um, Pele Rudder-Kimpanzu. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> you absolute bastard. Another big friend of the show. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh. Peter Reid. Ah. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Oh, no. Oh, no. Clock's ticking. Is his time up? He's, he's nowhere to be seen. Oh. Pavel Nedved. Oh, he's pulled something out the bag. Uh, Pascal Gross. Peter Cech. Oh. Do, 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 do. Struggling there. No, I think I'm. No. I think I'm gone. We've got a bit of redemption gone. there. We'll t- we'll take it. We'll take it. Two one. The result there. A battle of the peas there. The going big battle. We we'll take our consolation goal in the ninety fourth minute. But an embarrassing display, if I do say so myself. There two 0 up in the road to Christmas series. There, kids. A straight sets victory. Congratulations. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. I'll take those all day long. And with that, we come to the end of the podcast. Kids, as always, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. And we will do it all again next week. We will indeed. We'll be back next Thursday for an international break special, which is going to be a -a five-a-side 
loves and hates special which we'll delve into next week exciting so, stuff thank you very much everyone for listening and we'll see you all again next week